Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, today is March 15th, 2022. Guess what, people? It's currently 2.04 a.m. in the morning. I'm up doing my thing, fixing photos, answering emails, because podcasting is not my full-time job. I'm not like the other people out there. I'm not like the other podcasters out there where my job is to have an opinion, I actually run a wedding company, I own the wedding company, and on the side, I'm starting a barbecue company, and that's why my podcast is called Barbecue to Movies. All right, so I'm going to turn this music down and start, (laughs) I'm going to start podcasting right here. Okay, let me turn this down, I'm going to turn it down and hit the pause button. Okay, anyway, how was your weekend? Well, I guess today is going to be a Tuesday when you listen to this, right? Now, my weekend, well, I guess my weekend or my a couple of days before my weekend started, it started out pretty busy because why? Well, movie guy Keone, which has yet to appear on my podcast, who is a movie set director. I don't know, movie set director. Oh, he's a director. He's a cinematographer. He's also, what do they call those people? He's an armor, armorist or something like that. He's the guy who um, is in charge of all the guns on a set sometimes. Well, he's all of those things. I, that's why I call him Movie Guy Keone. He works in the movie industry. Um, it was Movie Guy's Keone. It was Movie Guy Keone's daughter's birthday party on Saturday. So he asked me, hey, Steve, can you make a good brisket for us? Because he loves my brisket. And uh, yeah, I said, yeah, why not, right? So he bought the brisket smoked it and this podcast is about that entire journey trust me it's going to be a really really good story you know i don't want to talk about ukraine 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 because it's the same damn thing over and over again and if you talk on if you tune into your any podcast right now or if you turn on your news that's all they're going to talk about i'm sick of it We already know that ukraine is horrible what's going on there is just a tragedy that putin is like some, I, don't, I wouldn't say he's a madman, but why don't we just say he's taken morals and checked it at the door. He has an agenda, right? And uh, he's marching towards it. Now, that's all I'm going to say. Now, is there anything that you know that I don't know or that, you know, those, those other like, you know, um, I guess talking heads on cable news? No, it's like, we just don't know what's going to go on. And why do we have to keep talking about it for, right? So what I want to talk about is my barbecue this weekend because I think it's I think that'll be kind of interesting, right? So it's a little it's a little story you can kind of put off on the side and you you put your crane on the side and just we'll just talk about whatever is coming to my head, right? So anyway, it was movie guy Keone's daughter's birthday party on on Saturday, and he asked me earlier on in the week, can you smoke a brisket? And of course I did. So you know I went to buy this brisket over at Sam's Club, and. Uh, <laughs> 
my jaw just dropped when I looked at these prices because it was close to $6 a pound for brisket. Now, under Trump, it was $2.14 per pound. I'm buying Prime, but even at Prime, it was never $2. It was, I think at Prime was $2.49, Choice was $2.14 for, for a piece of brisket there. But <laughs> it was about, oh, I think it was about $5.89 per pound for this brisket. That is crazy. Is there a reason that it's so high right now? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it has to do with inflation. It has to do with the price of gas. Uh, you know, maybe it has something to do with COVID. Prices have been going up and up and up, and they have not come down, even though the demand is there. You know, so I, I really don't know why brisket prices are staying high, other than I'm saying, hey, you know, gas prices are really, really high. Oh, if, you, if you're curious right now, the gas prices here in Hawaii, I think it's about... $4.50 for the cheap stuff, for the regular gas. Uh, if you go toward the, um, the more expensive gas, like, you know, the, the high octane 92, you're approaching $5, um, uh, $5, $5, uh, I guess prices. I think at Sam's Club it was $4.89 or $4.92 or something like that. Um, but I think in Kalihi, which is in town, I saw $5.02 for the expensive stuff. So that is crazy. That is really, really, really crazy. So anyway, I took Pitmaster Keith over to Sam's Club. And Pitmaster Keith, he works um, at the supermarket, the regular supermarket down the street from my house. And he was just blown away on how easy it was to buy this brisket. Now, if you don't shop at Sam's Club, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But Sam's Club, they make it so easy to buy things there. You don't have to check out in the line. So what you do is you download the Sam's Club app and you just scan your items. And then when you have your credit card that's attached to the, the, the app, all you have to do is slide this thing, the slider thing from left to right, click on the right buttons, of course, and uh, your, your, your food that you paid for or whatever you, whatever you scanned in your shopping cart is all paid for, and then you just go out to the front, and they'll scan a handful of items out there, scan your QR code on top of your phone, and you're good to go. That's how awesome it is. And it, it takes maybe about, I think to scan everything, I mean, it takes about, you know, about 30, 30 seconds for me, um, because I, I only bought a brisket and some mushrooms, but I was in, and we're out, and, you know, if, if you don't, I think they're the only store right now um, I think that does the scan and go thing. I could be wrong, but there, I mean, if there's any other shop that does this, uh, I want to do this. I heard uh, Walmart has an option to do this, but you have to put $200 inside the, I, th I think in your account or something, or you have to pay $200 to have this option. I'm not sure why, but that's what they're saying. I, I'm not sure if it's, if it's true or not, but we'll see. But, you know, and Walmart is part of Sam's Club, right? Walmart owns Sam's Club. And uh, I'm just wondering why Walmart doesn't do it. Now, I think this is where, uh, I guess, the future of, um, I guess, commerce will be going, where we'll be heading to these big stores, we'll just scan ourselves, scan our own items, no cashiers, because who wants to pay someone 15 or $16 an hour when, you know, you can have your customers do it themselves, right? And then you just have people at the front, uh, I guess, scanning all of your items to make sure you didn't shoplift. So... Anyway, we got the brisket that was on Wednesday, and Pitmaster Keith and I, we did, and again, the party was on Saturday, but we wanted, to, we wanted to actually have enough time to smoke it and also to rest it uh, before we would actually deliver it on, Friday, on Saturday 
um, to Keone's daughter's birthday party. So, so uh, cook it Wednesday to Thursday, rest it Thursday to Friday, and then Friday, Saturday, you know, have it ready and going have it ready for um ready for it to serve on saturday now the reason why i couldn't do it on thursdays is because i had a wedding on saturday so we did everything a little one day earlier okay so anyway i want to describe to you how i made this brisket now I, you know i actually don't make my brisket the normal way out there uh the normal way that you, you'll find on top of youtube the, you know the first thing you want to do when you make a brisket is you want to trim you know, all of the thick fat off of. Uh, when you have a brisket, I think about 10% of it, maybe 15% of it is fat. So you want to trim your fat down to maybe about, uh, let's see, let's maybe about four millimeters thick. And uh, you keep it a little thick there. You put a little bit more, maybe about a centimeter more of fat on top of the point. Um, and the point is the fat side of the brisket. And you want a little bit more, a little bit more fat there because when you put the point toward the um, the firebox, that will help protect the meat from getting overdone. Now, if you don't trim your brisket, you're going to have a lot of fat, and that fat won't be able to render down. You, you know, the trick on cooking brisket is to have the right amount of fat. You want to trim off all the fat, and you don't, you don't want to leave off too much fat. And if you have too much fat on top of there. That smoke flavor won't penetrate through the fat and you won't have smoke flavor inside the middle of your meat. Okay. Now, what do I put on top of my brisket? Well, I'm not going to reveal my secrets because again, I'm starting a company, right? Uh, I'm starting a barbecue company and I don't want to reveal my secret rub, but I do, I will tell you that I keep it very, very simple. Um, I do put um, the two main ingredients, which, which is kosher salt and uh, ground pepper. Now, and also coarse ground pepper. I don't put a lot of coarse ground pepper on there though. And I think this time around, I will give you this little secret here. I did decide to put fine grain, you know, uh, fine grain pepper on top of here. I just wanted to see how much different it was. And you know what? It turned out pretty good. Um, I really can't tell the difference between coarse ground and fine grain uh, um, pepper on my brisket. Uh, maybe you can, but here's the thing: I don't put a lot of pepper on there. I just put just enough. You know, there's some. There's a lot of people out there who believe that you need a lot of peppercorns so that the smoke will attach itself to the peppercorns, and that, and uh, you need a lot of peppercorns on there, or not peppercorns, but a lot of pe um, coarse ground pepper on there to create your bark because that's what creates your bark. Um, that's not how you create a bark. You create your bark by just smoking it for a long time. Um, usually after about, uh, let's see here, after about six or seven hours, that's when your bark starts to form. If you leave it in there around eight to nine hours, that's when you start having a really, really good um, bark. Now, how does my brisket differ than those out there? Like say, for example, when you, those you um, go into the, you buy in the restaurant. Um, well, first of all, I don't use a pellet smoker. I use complete wood. And on top of that, how does my brisket differ from what you'll find over there in Franklin's? Instead of using post oak, I use Kiavi wood. And Kiavi is our locally um, version, our local version of mesquite wood. Uh, mesquite wood is, <laughs> mesquite wood is a, a, a very different wood than Kiavi, but it's in the same family or maybe the same phylum. And um, Kiavi wood, when you cook with it, it's not as hot. And it tastes more sweet. And it doesn't taste like gasoline. I would never, ever, ever smoke with mesquite wood. Um, I find, I think I did smoke with mesquite once. And my brisket ended up turning out a little like 
it, it turned out to be taste a little burnt and it tasted a little like gasoline. And I and I had a clean fire. There's two woods I would never use: um, guava wood and also mesquite. And those are the those are the only um, two woods. And any other again other type of sappy wood out there, I would never ever use. But I've um, what is it? Guava? No, I'm sorry, not guava. Mango wood. Mango wood, I would never ever use. Mango wood is associated. I think they're they are in the class of um, what do they call that? Uh, uh, poison ivy, yeah, poison ivy. Mango wood and poison ivy—they're part of the same class. So when you smoke, when you smoke with mango wood, oh, it doesn't taste very good. In fact, it tastes like very, very dirty smoke. Um, but I have used guava wood. Guava wood's really, really good. It's very subtle. Um, you could smoke smaller things like um, uh, very thin pieces of meat, like uh, pork ribs, fish. Um, uh, even even a pork belly, uh, things that are very very small, even, even even beef jerky. But if you want your smoke flavor to penetrate into the middle of the meat, you need a very 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 strong wood out there: hickory, uh, post oak, um, kiave. And a lot of you out there who are listening to me, because you don't live in Hawaii, you don't have access to kiave. Sorry, that's a Hawaii thing. Okay, <laughs> you only can get it in Hawaii. All right, so. How else does my brisket, you know, differ from those out there in the mainland? Uh, well, I don't wrap my brisket with butcher paper. I really, really don't like wrap, wrapping with butcher paper. I've tried it before. Um, one thing I don't like what happens when you wrap it with butcher paper is that you lose all of the, that great drippings that comes out of the brisket. That's number one. Now, the good thing about wrapping it with the brisket is that um, that bark, uh, it tends to stay a little bit more crisp when you, when you're, uh, when you're usually done with it. And, um, the, the meat doesn't taste as, uh, it still has a, a little chew to it, which is pretty good. Now, when you wrap it with tin foil, though, the problem with wrapping with tin foil is that if you're not careful with it, you actually, your, 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 um, your bark becomes very soggy, and then your meat can become very overly tender, and it can taste kind of like stew meat. It can pull apart too much, right? Now, that, a lot of people like that. Now, I will tell you this. What is my favorite to do? I like to wrap it with aluminum foil. I do. But I have a technique to make sure my bark stays very, very crispy and very, very hard. Not very, very hard, but, you know, hard enough. We don't want crispy bark. We, we, don't want, we want a bark that is not soggy, though. Not overly soggy, right? So my bark is really, really good, and my meat is also very, very, very good. Now, also, how, do I, how does my brisket differ than others out there? I rest it for a really long time. I rest it for close to 24 hours, if possible. So uh, I don't like resting for a couple hours, one or two hours. Uh -uh. We like to rest it. The longer you rest it, the better it is. And lastly, I do something with that drippings that makes it, that drippings that come out of that brisket, oh, it's gold. It's really, really gold. Now, if you just, if you just eat that, that drippings right there, right out of the brisket right there, it's bitter. It's horrible. You have to know how to use it, but I know how to use it, um, primarily because um, uh, before making a brisket, uh, I, my grandfather, who was like a really, like I think a five-star chef or something, she, he taught me how to make really good, a really good prime rib and how to make a really good au jus. So I make an au jus with my brisket out of those drippings, and it's a smoked au jus. Oh, it is gold. It is really good. So when I serve that brisket, I'm serving with this golden uh, smoked au jus directly that came from the brisket.
and it's just perfect. It's really, really good. So what did I do for Keone's um, daughter's birthday party? It's things are done a little different here because again, you know, I wasn't going to be there for, I had a wedding on Saturday and his, his wedding was, um, I know, I'm sorry. The wedding, I had a wedding at 5.45 PM and that's the exact time that his daughter's birthday party was going to start. So what happened was that, you know, um, I had to deliver it, it to Keone the day before and he, and so he had to warm it up. I gave him all the, the instructions to warm it up. And what I did end up doing is that I ended up carving this brisket a lot earlier um, I mean, but I, I carved it up, put it into these trays, and that's something I, I usually never do. And then I gave it to him on pre-carved, and so he, all we all he would have to do is heat it up um, at his party. Never ever done that before, and uh, and it would be good to go. And then what I did is that I poured, <laughs> I made that aju, and I poured the aju all over it, and um, the the brisket was sitting in maybe about one inch of aju. On both sides, and I did that for a couple of reasons. Number one, it would, be, it would be a lot more tastier when he would eat it. Number two is that when he would put these um, trays on top of, into the Bunsen burners, it wouldn't um, it wouldn't cook. It wouldn't it wouldn't um, get dry because when you put when you put brisket onto Bunsen burners, as soon as they pop it open, as soon as they pop up with a tin foil lid, it'll start to dry out very very quickly. And within thirty minutes to an hour. You're looking at dry, overcooked brisket. Now, when you when you have an au jus in there, and or you have drippings in there, and it, again, that drippings is made of out of fat, you're going to do two things. Number one, you're going to make that meat a lot more tender than it actually is. So that's usually really, really good. Now, we're not talking about com- your your customers are not competition uh, barbecue people who are looking for a chew. They're looking for melt in your mouth, you know, barbecue, and that's the way they define good barbecue. On top of that, that au jus is flavored so well. So when your pieces of, you know, with a point and the flat, when, you're, when your, point, your thick point's out there and they're like in that au jus, it's just soaking up all that smoke flavor au jus and it's just great, all right? And on top of that, in that au jus, there's all this like natural fat. And <laughs> let me just tell you, you can bottle that au jus, you can put it on rice, you can put it in a baked potato and it'll turn everything into like gold, Right, it's and you can eat almost anything with it. I've tried pork ribs and I put it into that aju and it just tastes perfect. So now I'm just imagine you have your point and your and your um your your flat and they're just sitting in these things and and the last thing it does the when you have it on these bunsen burns it won't get um it won't overcook itself because whenever you whenever you have any type of food out there and it's all like even rice and you have it on the bunsen burners it. It has a tendency to dry out very, very, very quickly and get very hard. If you have it in this aju, it won't do that. And it can stay on there for a very, very long time. The worst thing that can happen is that this meat gets more tender and that's not very, that, that's not bad at all. What's worse is that if it gets hard and crusty and dry. Okay. So how did it taste? It tasted incredible. Now I arrived two hours late, but luckily the brisket also arrived two hours late. Uh, they threw it in the stove first, um, then they put on the Bunsen burners, but when I arrived, everybody was giving me high fives. They said, Steve, what did you do to this brisket? This is amazing. And uh, I took a piece of it, and I thought it tasted great. And, uh, and um, it was really, really, really good. <laughs> there are some friends of mine out there who are real big critics of mine. When it comes to movies and just conversations, you know, we just bat heads. But even that, they said, 
Steve, this is really, really, really good. In fact, when he told me it was really good, I thought they were being sarcastic because you're getting a compliment out of them is very, very rare. So this is exact, not exactly how brisket is done. A lot of times you want to cut it, you know, you, you want to pre-cut it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. A lot of times you want to cut it fresh, right? You don't really want to dip it in all jus. You don't want to do all of these. This is not how it's done in Texas, but this is how I did it for this um, this party. And it was, it came out really, 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 really good. Now, moving on, moving on. Uh, was I... Yeah, you know, I was rather tired that day because I had the wedding and then, you know, I, I showed up to the party at around 8.30 p.m. Um, I stayed there till 2.30 a.m. and just having a great conversation with everyone. And, uh, you know, it was really interesting because, you know, for me, when I talk to people, I'm switching the subject, by the way. We're not talking about brisket anymore. We're going to go talk a little bit about politics. And when I started talking to these people here, um, we started to get into the conversation of politics. And, uh, you know, I wanted to know, you know, you know um, I guess what this person was talking to, what was his stance on, I guess, the, the current administration? Because he was sound, he sounded like, like well, he is a very intelligent person, right? Not sounded, he is. And uh, he, he had told me, well, he was a Trump, well, he wasn't really a Trump supporter, but he heard about Trump. And uh, because he was surrounded by so many of his liberal friends, uh, he ended up voting for Biden, even though he did a lot of research on Trump. And he ended up liking a lot of his policies, but he ended up believing a lot of the liberal narratives that are being professed to him by his friends, his family, everyone around him. And he wasn't really surrounded by a lot of Trump supporters. Maybe if he was, you know, maybe if he had met me or had met, you know, some other people, he would have changed his mind. But again, he was more, more so, um, I guess, getting the wrong news all this time. And now, right now, he has voter remorse. And as I made my way around this party, I started talking to people. And again, I wasn't bringing around a politics like on purpose, but you know, we just talk about anything. That's what you do at barbecues. You talk. The best thing about having a barbecue is not eating the food. You know, the food is one thing, right? But it's about sitting down, talking with people and just getting to know everyone. And the majority of the people out there were all they were all like, you know, what do they call them? They're all strangers, right? And the only guy, I only knew a handful of people there, but the majority of them were strangers. And, you know, we talked about politics with, with a lot of them. And so many of them right now, uh, they do blame Joe Biden for what's happening over in Ukraine. They blame Joe Biden for what happened over in Afghanistan. They blame Joe Biden for inflation. They blame Joe Biden for everyone. And I'll tell you this, in this crowd of liberals, most of them were liberal, the majority of them have voter remorse. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? I think we're on our way to seeing a red wave out there. And I asked them, would you vote for Trump in this next election if he ran? And they all said, yes, most definitely. Would you vote for Kamala Harris if she ran? They said, absolutely not. Would you vote for Biden if, if, if he ran? Absolutely not. Would you vote for Michelle Obama if she ran? They said, nope. And would you vote for Hillary Clinton? They said, no. This is something really major. Now, Hawaii pulls Democrat. Hawaii pulls Democrat. I mean, Hawaii pulls Democrat so much that before the election was done, they had announced that Hawaii had gone to Biden, even though we weren't done voting. How do you like that? I mean, they weren't even done counting. 
I mean, they were, not even one percent had actually, you know, been counted in the polls, and we, and the people of Hawaii have not finished voting, and they had already announced that Hawaii had gone to Joe Biden. I find that kind of strange, but they did it anyway. They already assumed that it already had went to Biden, but you know, that's for another conversation. I do think right now um, that we're seeing some type of movement more toward the conservative party because right now, you know, the media can only hide so much. They can only hide so much about Ukraine. They can only hide so much about Afghanistan. And then now they can only hide so much about Hunter Biden's laptop and all of the corrupt things that are going on in the Biden family. All of those things are real. And now we're seeing what an inept leader can do, which is horrible things. The world is a worse place because we have idiots at the helm. That's all I can say about that. Sorry I went back to politics right now, but you know, that's what it did. I'm just free-flowing it right now. All right. Now, going back to like, uh, going back to some brisket talk. Um, my, I guess I'll see, how, how can I say this? My heart was really touched uh, when somebody out there, um, he had tasted my barbecue uh, I guess from our previous, he only had a birthday party maybe about a couple months ago, a birthday party, uh, his own birthday party, and I made the brisket there. Um, that time, the brisket didn't taste as good because my smoker was broken. Remember I was telling you my smoker was broken? and uh, But everyone still loved it. Everyone loved it even more. And this guy, um, who's an art director for the movies, um, he liked it more than before. He said, this is just out of, out of the ballpark. And, uh, you know, he, he came up to me and I said, you know, I, I told him I used to be in the entertainment industry. I still love to write. You know, I'm writing my own stories, but, you know, I, I, I don't think I'll ever work in the movie industry again. But I'm writing my own stories. But good luck to your art directing career. And he looked at me in the eye and he said, you know, Steve, you know, I know you want to become a barbecue restauranteur. And as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to quality, you're already there. And that stuck to me. That one really, really hit me because I said, wow, that's, uh, everyone says, you know, your bar, your brisket tastes good. But that one, when he said that, he looked at me in the eye and, and I said, you know, that, that compliment right there, it really hit my heart. And I said, you know, because he doesn't really know me too well. And he either knows how to pay some really, really good compliments to me, but um, he was genuine. And he just really, really loved it because he took, he took a lot of barbecue home with him, and and uh, that speaks louder than words. So, uh, and, and even to this day, when I'm repeating that story, that that kind of just uh, makes me a little happy out there. Um, it it really really does. Uh, anyway, that is my story for today. You know, sorry I didn't get too much into politics, and it's a short story, right, about barbecue on the weekend. Uh, I'll find something better to talk about next time. It won't be that much longer. I'm still trying to get Movie Guy Keone on top of this podcast. Maybe we have something to say about that. Oh, big news, by the way. On March 25th, there is no indoor mask mandate at all here in Hawaii. Because, again, according to Dr. Ige... Oh, I'm sorry. That is... He's not a doctor. That's our governor. Uh, according to Governor Ige, pseudo-doctor, uh, he says that the signs will change on March 25th. That's his actual words. March 25th, the science changes, and we don't have to wear indoor masks. The truth is, federal money runs out on that day, and um, he tried to extend it, just to try to get Hawaii to have more emergency federal funds. That didn't work, so 
March 25th is when the indoor mask mandates will end. He's not following the science, he's following the money. All right, people, I am out of here and I will talk to you soon. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T-O Movies. Yeah, the T-O is not the number two, by the way. It is T-O, like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.